1: I'm looking at my Sleeper app right now. I'm out of contention in most patron leagues. These patrons are taking me down, but Sleeper has a DFS game called Daily Drafts and Over Under Pick'ems. Use promo code UNDERWORLD. You can double your deposit up to $100. Double your deposit, promo code UNDERWORLD. So whether you're in contention or eliminated, stay on that Sleeper app. The Juice. Ahan. Shervon. You guys ready to do some uh, some sports betting tonight? You guys
0: excited? Yeah, let's do it. I'm very excited. Uh, Shervon's a Lakers fan, and I'm a Heat fan, and they play tonight in Miami, which is one of the reasons I'm here, so double excited.
1: You're, you're down in Miami to see the game? Yeah. That's incredible. Wow, we have this is <laughs> we have an on-site correspondent? Boots on the ground. Wow. Oh, this was great i didn't know i'd be such a for such a treat look at you it's about we can't get you with in a with, with a, some sort of a miami backdrop some palm trees something anyway it is anyway. on that
0: side but i don't want to turn this table
1: what is the deal with the lakers i know that lebron played last night he doesn't usually play in back-to-backs but this is the heat what are you expecting any lebron tonight if no lebron how are you attacking this game if lebron does play how do you attack it?
2: I think you just, you attack it with the heat, regardless of who plays. The The team is flawed as a fan, it just. The Lakers no, are flawed. Yes, Lakers are flawed to all ends. Um, why? Why are they flawed? Explain why the Lakers are so flawed. Because they don't have any wings or like really any depth at all outside of all guards. And okay. in today's NBA, that's like, the exact opposite of how you want to build a team. Um, I mean, once Anthony Davis has been out, like I said this last week, I noted how since their surge in middle November, when Anthony Davis is on the floor, they have the best defense in the NBA. But whenever he's off the floor, it was the 28th best defense in the NBA. There are only 30 teams. So that's very not good. And I checked today, and they made the plunge to be the worst defense in the NBA when when Anthony Davis is not on the floor. So literally, one guy, best whenever he's on the floor, worst whenever he's not on the floor, and he's not playing today.
1: Is that, is that, that's not some, like, scheduling quirk? That's mm-hmm. actually Anthony Davis is the reason? He He's the reason. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, the Lakers are uh, on the uh, – <laughs> outside looking in of the playoff picture they're one of the worst teams in the west They're third worst only San uh san antonio and houston are worse
2: who are actively trying
1: to lose actively trying to lose on the other side you have the heat with they're clinging right they're 17 and 17 clinging to a, a a a playoff slot i know it's very early it's very early but they're 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 treading water but they were great right they were great is their record just underperformance is it a you know just the the chance of the how the schedule shook out or are they that much worse than previous years
0: what's well, two things number one in the nba if you are a very good team you do nothing in the off season to address not winning a championship teams are going to adjust and that's what happened this season with the heat um, they let pj tucker walk which was actually fine because caleb martin has been better than pj tucker this year uh, starting at power forward, uh, but they didn't address their depth at all. And when you are the Heat that um, love to play a very intense style of basketball, you will have injuries every single night. And if you've been following Underdog NBA on Twitter, they have hated the Miami Heat because they've listed pretty much every player on the on the injury report every single game. Um, so it's a combination of injuries, which we're dealing with again today because I think Jimmy Butler won't play. Siobhan thinks LeBron won't play. I think Jimmy Butler won't play. Bam is uh, questionable. I think he plays. Uh, but either way, I'm probably not touching the spread on this game, especially because I'm going to have way too much action on some player props, which is probably where the value is.
1: So the 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 total is 228 points. Everything you're saying suggests that this game is going to go under, with the exception of Anthony Davis being out. That should make for more points from both teams but if all the playmakers are also out, right, the best
0: playmakers
1: also out, don't you look at the under there?
0: I'd personally look at the under just because when Bam Adebayo plays, which I think is the case today, the Heat defense gets significantly better, kind of what Shervon was saying with Anthony Davis. The Heat defense are one of the best teams in the NBA when Bam Adebayo is on the floor, elite when both Jimmy and Bam play, but really good when Bam plays. And literally a JV defense allowing threes all over the place when Bam doesn't play, um, but the offense only slightly improves with Bam on the floor. So whenever Bam plays, I'm always looking for some Heat unders. Um, but combine that with the Lakers being on a back to back, possibly shooting twenty percent from three. LeBron witness this, right? Um, I would probably lean the under myself.
1: And the Lakers are two and five against the spread, even when LeBron plays,
2: without Anthony Davis
1: yeah without anthony davis
2: i i i i agree with ahan uh-huh. i think this could be an ugly like low scoring like maybe a 110 to 98 kind of game something like that
1: well he's there so hopefully it's going to be at least a, an exciting game hopefully it's close throughout
2: hopefully I, I i wouldn't count on it with this laker team
1: so just the under that's really the only thing we're we're we're, we're focused on the under and then maybe the the heat against the spread,
2: I I could I could see some uh, Bam props tonight because the Lakers don't have, they don't have like any size at all outside of Thomas Bryant, who's just a funnel for points, and Wenyen Gabriel, who's just he's pretty much Bam, but like if you shrunk Bam, uh, like skinny wise, that's Wenyen Gabriel. So,
1: so like uh, like a like a boom. Like not quite bam, like not bam, but like <laughs> boom, like a little boom.
2: Yeah, a boom. Not a bam, but a boom game.
1: He's like a little boom. He's like a little boom, like a harumph. Exactly. <laughs> right? Not a bam. Like he's way smaller than that. Like, like bang. I don't know. Anyway. All right. So we're looking at uh, under on the total, heat against the spread if you have to which but we're generally staying away from that and uh bam props nailed it i like it i think generally though the bam total points scored over sounds like a good bet i like that but it's interesting in the, all of the the pre-show discussion you guys were not really into this game this was not the game you the game that you all really like to play this 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 uh, this particular slate tonight was you know Suns Wizards both of you guys have takes on Suns Wizards and you both want action on Suns Wizards why is that
2: I like the under because they're two the two best players in this game are not going to play at least I don't think so we we just got news before the show Devin Booker is going to be out for four weeks with a groin strain um Bradley Beal just tweaked his hamstring last night both of these teams played last night so both are on the second end of a back-to-back which typically tired legs makes it a little harder to shoot and when when Devin booker is not on the floor the suns cannot really score their offense whenever he's on the floor is really good 120 points per 100 possessions is great that's one of the best in the nba but whenever he's not on the floor it drops down to 109, which is...
1: Has, has it already adjusted, though? I mean, it, the, the the total's only 220.5. I mean, that, it, that's eight points less than any other total on the
2: slate. Yeah, but the, the offensive rating, whenever Booker's not on the floor, it goes down to, like, 109. And then when it, Bradley Beal isn't on the floor, their offensive rating is, like, 106, 107. That's per 100 possessions, which is about how many possessions are in an nba game so you add 109 with 106 that's about 215 which would be under 220. wow so. it
1: feels like the line has already moved significantly to adjust for all of these uh missing pieces but you're saying no the smart money's actually just to continue to pound the under they
2: can't move this thing down far enough i think if it gets to like maybe like 210
1: Whoa! All the, it would be down to 210?
2: I mean
0: probably not, but there there's been a few. Yeah, there's been a few. Last night, Mavs Mavs Nick's the total was two eleven. So there's still a
1: ways to go. There's still a way this line could come down even more. But when you look at the, the, the game with the with the highest total, it's Nuggets Kings. Nuggets Kings two thirty-five point five.
2: Whoa. Whoa. Both those teams played each other last night too. It didn't reach 235. I'll tell you that.
1: Is isn't that a way to go? Just to take the under on like the the highest total on the slate. Isn't that just a a tactic?
0: A lot of the the line the line making takes into account that the squares are going to take overs on the lowest number and the and the the under on the highest number.
1: This is what I do. I set you up, right? I set you up like I'm the square, right? I'm thinking like a square and throwing it out there. But no, I loved I I loved uh, what Shervon said. I said, yeah, "Hey, the squares are going to want to take the over on the lowest total game on the, by far at 220.5. No, the sharps are saying no, we're going to pound the under there." And then you're saying on the other side, Nuggets Kings, oh, I can easily see this thing going over.
0: Yeah, and my play for that game is actually Kings money line um cuz Last night, um, I saw this. I, I, I saw the entirety of this game. I got back in my hotel room and I saw the Kings double Jokic every time he touched the ball in the first half. He took two shots the entire first half, scored two points. And then the second half, they said, No, we're going to switch it up. We're going to give you different looks. We're not going to do that. And then Jokic starts taking over, and then the Nuggets come back and win that game. The Kings got, uh, or the Nuggets got 12 steals uh, last night. That is the most by far they've gotten in almost two months. Um, the Kings shot the worst they have from three all season at home for a team that is that crisp offensively um, and creates open looks. It's not going to happen again today. But
1: how does How is it possible? Why are they playing each other twice in a row?
0: The NBA has done this over the last couple of couple of years to reduce travel. Mm-hmm. It started because of COVID, uh, but now they're just sticking with it just – Play play each other twice in two
2: days in the same building. Yeah, it's sort, it's sort of like a like a mini baseball series to make sure teams aren't traveling as much. Why the
1: hell not? They should do that even more. This is a great idea. Just get it out of the way, especially if you have to go across the country. Let's mm-hmm. just play, and we're done. Two games, we're done. You can come to our place for two games. They should be back-to-backs against the same team. Should be The consistency of the schedule would be these back-to-backs on a regular basis. My other position is that they should only be playing 60 games. We have plenty of games where every slate can still have a bunch of games. But if you reduce the total number of games to 60, then these guys don't have to take days off. They don't have to take games off. And you have no back to back games. They can always have, and then you can actually play at Sacramento on a Sunday and then on a Tuesday. Right, You can get settled in. You can get comfortable, and you're not on planes all the time, soaking up all that radiation up there. and It, it slows the, the injury healing process down. It's bad for your body on a lot of different levels. Oxygenating the blood lowers the oxygen in the blood. It's just terrible. Dehydrates you. Get these guys to travel less, in planes less, playing less. Their bodies will be better more finely tuned to give you even better basketball. That's my take. So I just want to make sure everyone knows I'm not, I'm not advocating for back-to-backs. <laughs> That's the last thing we need.
2: You're preaching to the choir. Preaching to the choir. I, I've been on this train for years.
1: Reduce it to sixty so. games. You're down yes. for that.
2: And uh, the and another thing, there's sleep. Like they get into these arenas, they, they get into these seasons like two three a.m. Then they got shoot around at like nine a.m. or eight a.m. I thought I gave the whole laundry list, but I forgot sleep. The Bingo. most important
1: thing. Bingo. Sleep is very important. Oh, so important. So, all right. So the Suns are missing a chunk of their depth. Right, zero rest. So, Ahan, you're on the you're on the Wizards in that game.
0: I, I I'm staying away from picking on the picking that game. I'm going to probably go player props. I've been attacking player props every time a team is missing a bunch of guys, and I've done that with the Suns twice in the last two weeks, where they're missing seven guys. So I take an over on one of the the players that people don't want to bet on like Torrey Craig. I had Landry Sham over one and a half rebounds a few, uh, a few days ago. Uh, that was sharp because he has to play 33 minutes because who else is going to be on the floor? Uh, so I'm targeting player props in that game, but for the Nuggets Kings game, I'm going Kings money line. Um, Cause I don't expect the Kings uh, to shoot that badly, turn the ball over um, two nights in a row against the same team.
1: All right. So what about uh, Nets Hawks? Nets are at the Hawks. Any strong, positions on this game i
2: i'm on i'm on the nets they are hot 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 right now they're playing like they're playing like the best team in the nba right now while the hawks are skeetering they are teetering their trey young is not exactly uh rallying the troops let's say um but the nets their net rating net rating Is plus eight per 100 possessions, which is since December 1st, the second highest in the NBA, only behind the Memphis Grizzlies. So that's good. But the Hawks, their net rating is minus 2.7 per 100 possessions since December 1st, which is 24th, which is not good. So Kevin Durant is uh, two games in a row where plays against the Cavs, plays against, he played against the Bucks earlier this in in this win streak that they have, and he lit them up. He the Hawks don't have the nearly the same amount of defensive firepower as those two teams. Kyrie Irving is playing well. Ben Simmons is playing well. Um Everyone's playing well. T. J. Warren's giving them a good bump. So I would I would take the the Nets. I think the line is only like six and a half. I I could very easily see them win this game by double digits.
1: So there's another game, Box Bulls. And the Edge algorithm has a pick. It's favorite pick by far and away. So it's got a 58% value rating compared to, uh, you know, the the other value ratings are, are much lower. Uh, so the, the the top pick of the night for the Edge betting system on playerprofiler.com, just go to com. The top pick is Bucks, Bulls, it likes the over. What do you guys think of that?
0: I I, I actually like it. Um, I'm on the bulls against the spread. Um, I was on the bulls against the spread at plus five before drew holiday got ruled out a few minutes ago. The line is now plus 2.5, but really all that's saying is that this game should go over. First off, because Drew Holiday is one of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA. Um, He, along with Javon Carter, who is now starting in place of him, are both top 20 in the NBA in on-ball defensive pressure, um, which is turnovers forced due to the pressure put on the ball. They send a lot of blitzes, uh, which could hurt Zach Levine. Um, Alex Caruso, their starting point guard, is questionable. Everything points to the over because the defense that could make this game competitive is injured um meanwhile the offense uh should still be there Giannis should have no issues going at vucevic in the paint and the bucks specifically have been particularly bad defending the mid-range this year and if there's one person in the nba who can take advantage of poor mid-range defense you you pick one guy in the nba to go at a bad mid-range defense it is demar Derozan, and he's definitely playing tonight Uh, so i do like the over to make sense that that's the best pick
1: i mean most nights we don't come close to a 60% certainty rating. I mean, this is like, this is just a rare thing that you see this high of a certainty rating. 58% is incredible. So this was like, Oh, I got to talk about this. This was a rare thing. Cause we have alerts we have value alerts that you can sign up for. You can say, send these alerts to my phone, send these alerts to my, my email. And there's also a, a, a whole live section. So you can watch the games live. And then we have the live, uh, picks the best picks that are you know during the game the, the the best leverage you can get are actually in the the uh to be first to act in game uh when the, when the odds shift and these odds are going to shift but we have a moment here before you know everyone realizes the the impact of the drew holiday injury uh just get in and, and, and get on that over now let's talk about the nfl because the nfl is, is is still uh two more weeks of the full slate of games week 17 week 18 we have week 17 action uh, give us your, your a pick that, that that comes to mind when you're looking at the slate uh-huh, aha let it let, let us let us in on something that you're 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 looking at
0: i'm gonna dig deep and go all the way to monday night football for this one because uh, the Bills and the Bengals, two of the hottest teams in the NFL. Uh, the Bills on a six-game winning streak. The Bengals on a seven-game winning streak. Um, most of the public so far has reportedly been on the Bengals. Um, public favorite had been Joe Burrow since last season. Um, that's, that's cute. The public can have the Bengals. I like the Bills. Uh, they're the better team. Uh, Lyle Collins is going to be out this game. For a team that's already struggling with the offensive line, um, They are among the league's worst in-pass block win rate. Joe Burrow is going to be under pressure all night long. There might be sus weather in this game. It's going to be cold, Uh, maybe some precipitation, in which case it should turn into a running game. Um, And Joe Mixon and Zach Taylor are both not great, and the Bills' run defense is one of the best in the NFL. Uh, The Bengals are about middle-of-the-pack run defense, and... Even an injured Josh Allen, I would still take him um, in a close game over Joe Burrow. Um, apparently, that's a hot take these days. Wait, wait, wait this game is essentially a pick'em right now. <laughs> what? This game is a pick'em, and the Bills have been have been winning against the spread, pick'em wise, and the Bengals have been good in close spread games as well. But not under these circumstances where they are not sure what they're going to do at offensive line. Um, and Stefan Diggs just has to be more involved in the offense, right? Like, there's no way he gets two targets again. It was their his first game with less than five targets since October 29, 2019. First regular season game. So they have to get Diggs more involved, and I think they can do that against the Bengals secondary. Uh, Bills win this game um, by at least a field goal. It should not be a pick.
1: I mean, Buffalo has the best team DVOA in the NFL. They've almost doubled the point differential between the bills and the Bengals this year. And they're, they're great in the cold. What's the problem? Like what? This is crazy. This is, it's not like they have anything wrapped up. They have the same record as the chiefs. So they're going for home field advantage. What do what we, what are we doing here?
2: Yeah. They still need to play for first seed.
1: If anything, we know that, that Cincinnati already has wrapped up a playoff spot. And yet you know, home field advantage is, is not, in their range of outcomes, given that Buffalo and Kansas City have better records, so Buffalo actually has more to play for than the Bengals. That's weird.
2: What a weird line. I, you you agree with this, Shervon? You taking the Bills? I agree, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. This is crazy. Okay, good. I'm glad
1: this is good. All right, what about uh, Vikings Packers? Because uh, I don't know if you guys have checked. You guys checked the uh, the postseason probabilities for our Lions? Not my lions. Uh, well, they most people's lions. Definitely my lions. Most people's lions. My Packers, though. Your Packers have now have a a ten percent greater chance of making the playoffs than the Lions. How is that possible? Is that is that just because of the, the upcoming schedule? I know if the Lions already beat the Packers head to head. They they play each other in week eighteen, in Green Bay. Yes. Right. So that's the reason why. So even though the Lions technically have the the head to head on the Packers, the final game is what's going to matter, is what's going to determine everything and that's going to be in Green Bay.
2: We just need the Packers just need one more loss from the Commanders and then and them to win out and then they can make the playoffs. So
1: I can't be, we assumed all along that the Commanders would fade and that the Lions would surge and that the 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 stealthy sort of third variable that was not discussed enough was this possibility that the Packers win out
2: could happen I, I hope it happens Salvage the season somehow
1: because I was tra- I was challenging Jack Jack Cavanaugh's like they're making the playoffs oh Lions he, he does a Lions podcast right mm-hmm. with Glover Quinn he's like oh they're in've I've done, I've done all the I've, I've run all the numbers he didn't run the numbers with Aaron Rodgers winning out. And see, it helps with 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 Tua being overrated, and suddenly this year Aaron Rodgers being underrated, right? That helped, mm-hmm. so that 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 kept the Packers flying under the radar. Ahan, uh-huh. do you have any any uh, any particular position on Vikings Packers? I,
0: I think Chevon is on the over in this game, and I'm. I, it was on my short list. It was almost going to be like my one of my top NFL plays. I love the over in this game. The Vikings cannot keep stealing bag. They, they keep pulling off these fraudulent wins in shootouts, in in, in low-scoring games. They can't keep getting away with it. They're going to somehow keep this game close against the Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers should have no difficulties against a Vikings secondary that has no business participating in a playoff game. I love the over in this game, too. Is Christian Watson going to play?
2: He didn't practice today, which that could make things a bit more hairy, but... Also could mean more Alan Lazard. Um, but to to the point on the over, seven of the last nine games, I believe, from the Vikings have hit at least 49 points.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, look, look, it's 37 degrees, The sun shining, wind under 10 miles per hour. That's the forecast for Sunday in Green Bay. So there's not a weather issue at all. Typically mm-hmm. be like, oh, man, it'd be better if this was in Minnesota. The total, if this was in Minnesota, would be over 50.
2: 100%.
1: But the conditions in Green Bay look great. These are not traditional Green Bay conditions in early January. I think that's part of why this this line is where it is. It's like, you know, it's the Packers play slow and this is Green Bay. The weather report is the weather report. Right? This is you know you can't can base on base your decision making on weather from a particular week in the past, right? This is great football weather. Mm-hmm. You couldn't ask for about 40 degrees and no wind. It's great. It's gonna be and, amazing.
2: It's gonna be great.
1: And, and, and the Packers, the Packers just signed Bo Melton.
2: Yes. The Packers Love signed that. Bo
1: Melton. So I want to make sure that everyone that listens to this show on YouTube, on the podcast, knows that I'm very excited about this Bo Melton signing. shame on Seattle for not elevating him earlier. He's been one of their top five receivers since week one, and they just refused to elevate him for whatever reason. They absolutely fell asleep at the wheel with Bo Melton. They got a steal in the sixth round, and they let another team poach him. I can't believe it took this long. So many teams suffering injuries at the wide receiver position taking him this long to poach a player I thought was a day-two pick. I was all over Bo Melton throughout the process, one of these box-stuffing wide receivers, mm-hmm. doesn't have the size, but just a, a an ideal flanker wide receiver who also was one of the better run-blocking wide receivers in the draft. I couldn't believe that the, the football guys were, weren't in on Melton. They weren't. Fine. He goes to Seattle super late. But that no one would be following up, being like, can we sign him, please, off the practice squad? Maybe he had some offers and declined, and then was like, okay, listen. Watson may not play. This team is surging toward the playoffs. You get to receive passes from Aaron Rodgers. He's like, okay, fine. I'm going. I'm going. I'm packing my bags. I'm going to Green Bay. He's instantly going to become one of their best receivers.
0: I, I'm I'm all I for just, I'm all for another receiver being in the picture uh, to call better than Romeo Dog, Dog Waters. So uh, very excited. Yeah. So
1: so just for the record, everybody on this particular show is out on Dobbs, right? You guys don't think he's any good.
0: I've been out on Dobbs from 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 the beginning.
1: Yeah, I've never I've never drafted him. I've never Have you ever has anyone here ever drafted a, a Romeo Dobbs on their fantasy
2: no. team? I I'm not out on him because I'm a Packers fan, but I don't I think he's like at, at best their third best receiver. You know there
1: were a lot of people that claimed he was better than Christian Watson, right? Yeah. You know those are those were takes that happened? The
2: I I, I can I can't speak for that.
1: Those can't be scrubbed from TikTok and YouTube and Every podcast network, you can't scrub those takes. Those happen; they exist forever. People thought that.
0: I have I have a tweet bookmarked when, where someone called me literally stupid for calling Christian Watson better than Romeo Dobbs. Ah! You have that? Yeah. Oh my God! Wait, did you did you retweet it uh, on Sunday? Not yet. When you scored the touchdown? Not yet. I, I'm saving it for for. You got to be keep
1: saving it. Yes, you got to save it. I agree with that. I agree with saving it. I agree with saving it. I was I I made a mistake. I have. Uh, this uh, really great moment that someone sent me. Uh, Dan Hasty actually sent me this. Uh, he's a he's a great friend of the show, and he sent me a link to the clip of Brad Holmes calling Penny Sewell, and then their whole reaction of him falling to them. Like the the pick comes in is Jalen Waddle, and the entire Lions front office their their war room erupts. Right, because they were just like they were hoping Sewell would be there. You know, they were thinking about trading up to get him at four, then trading up to get him at five. The Bengals said, "No way, Jose." You know, we've got our guy. Right, so they were like, and then it was only one pick away. And then, probability wise, they were like, "Well, it's one guy against the whole pool of players. We're gonna we're gonna see. You know, they're it, it may maybe maybe they like somebody else." And they're like, "Well, uh, they're they're uh." best offensive lineman is hunt and he's good like is some guard right uh name hunt that's their best offensive lineman so it's probably gonna be sewell like yeah it's probably gonna be sewell yeah and then they maybe take, they take slater or something right whatever and they're like okay but then again we're gonna let the team in front of us screw up you want to give them, if you this just one pick ahead you don't one pick trade-ups don't make sense think about the entire World of probabilities of players being picked. That's a mouthful. Peter Pecker. Wait, Peter Piper. Fuck. Did I call him Peter Pecker? <laughs> yes. We well, picked a peck of pickled peppers Uh, before he picked uh, at seven. Uh, Anyway, so uh, they screwed up, right? Oh, the pick is Waddle. Oh, ah! right. And then, yeah, you know, they're like, oh, well, Teron Armstead's a pro bowler. True. That's great. Yeah, you fixed the problem. But for for the, the a a franchise building block, it's gotta be soul. So we have the video and I was gonna I was gonna, you know, find some perfect moment when they made the playoffs to send it, right? To 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 ship it to to Twitter. And now the Lions have a just above twenty percent chance of making the playoffs, thanks to Aaron Rodgers. Uh that's uh egg on the face of the pod father. Just you you miss your window, man. I'm just telling you, Ahan, I agree with what you're doing. I agree with holding that back, but
2: at some point you gotta you gotta let that retweet fly. Should should have let it fly on the three touchdown game when he when he went full Randy Moss.
1: What happened, Ahan? Why didn't you let it fly then? There's no way, there's no way Dobbs can compete with that.
2: I, I'm conservative.
0: I, I I'm conservative <laughs> with my uh my victory laps
1: he forgot he forgot what about the Broncos give us give us give, I, I, every time I see the Broncos I'm like I want to I want to take a hard position on this and then suddenly they're 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 blowing teams out so do you guys have a, a position on the Broncos here because they're out of it but yet Russell Wilson has a lot to prove because he's been terrible
0: the entire Broncos team has has something to prove after the kerfuffles on the sideline uh, last week and uh, the Chiefs have not been uh great when they are favored by a million points. Uh, so I tweeted a my my official play for this game earlier today, which was Chiefs to win by one to eighteen, with this extreme value and stuff like this, uh because you get negative correlation on these same-game parlays. Uh, but the 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 official stance on the against the spread pick is Broncos plus 13 and a half. Uh, they should cover this. Um, Mahomes is a Uh, Career 2 and 19 covering 18 and a half without Tyreek Hill. Um, It it goes unnoticed how bad the receivers on the Chiefs are compared to some of the other receiving cores in the league. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is atrocious, et cetera. I can go on. But the Chiefs are 12 and 0 straight up, but 7 and 5 against the spread when favored by more than 7. And uh, that's since last season. And this season, they're 1 and 2 against the spread when favored by more than 12 the one cover they covered by half a point uh the broncos still have an elite pass defense and they have something to prove with their new head coach um they should keep this game close um the total on this game is not extremely high given that it it is a chiefs game and uh patrick mahomes has been has been good but the the, the chiefs defense has not and still chiefs chiefs games have found a way to be close well chiefs defense has been better lately it's been better lately, uh, but part part of it's because of the schedule. Part of it's they they've had to be, um, and specifically, uh, the Broncos um, are getting are not getting any love by the public. Right, the, the the public right now is spamming the Chiefs, yet the line does not move, which means either the sharp money is has been on the Broncos or the sportsbooks know what they're doing and they're keeping the line frozen because the Broncos are keeping this game within a possession.
1: That's the thing, right? Like that's what I think. I think that. Yes, they got blown out by the Rams. And by the there were also plenty of takes that uh Darrell Henderson is a better running back than Cam Akers. So that those were takes that can't be erased from the internet either. Uh, Cam Akers has now been well, a year and a half removed from the Achilles rupture. Turns out, okay, you can get back to the field in eight months, but it's closer to 18 months in order to actually get back. Your prior explosiveness, so that was amazing to see Cam Akers go for 100 yards and three touchdowns, and 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 two for two in the passing game. Still can't get more than two targets in a game, but you know that's the next achievement that we need from Cam Akers to be all the way, all the way, all the way back. Dario and the weekly projections have been all over Tyler Higby. It's been a, a topic of conversation. Like, why are we so high on Tyler Higby? I've been getting people yelling at me on Twitter, yelling at me via email. You guys are too high on Tyler Higby, and he scored three touchdowns the last two games. So that's cool. But just because a team got blown out last week due to whatever circumstances led the In the previous weeks, they were competitive with the Chiefs, and they beat Arizona by 10. They beat Arizona more than Tampa Bay beat Arizona the next week. So... Mm-hmm. It makes sense that this game would be closer than the spread indicates. 12 and a half seems like a lot. I would go Broncos there against the spread, but also in that world, it's a low-scoring game. Like it's a lower-scoring game where they stay within a possession and it's you know, it's it's 24-14, right?
0: I was I was going So
1: 24-14, that's a 38 point total. And uh, hello, the Broncos still cover.
0: I was going through some game logs from the Chiefs when they have been favored by a lot, and I saw a lot of scores exactly like that one where it's just been low scoring. It's been twenty-four to fourteen, twenty-four to twenty. There's been a lot around that that area. I know twenty-four to twenty. I saw that one. Twenty-four to seventeen. It's all been and of course they faced Malik Willis favored by fourteen points a few weeks ago, and we saw what happened there: twenty to seventeen in overtime. So.
1: Yeah, so Harry Snowman on YouTube. Harry Snowman, one of our YouTube MVPs. He has takes. Love Harry Snowman. Love the takes. Uh, And he claims that Pete Carroll was a genius at hiding Russell Wilson's deficiencies and that Denver's figuring this out. And one of the ways is to run a lot of clock. Is just run the ball, right? Don't let him cook. Letting him cook is a mistake. He can't cook. He actually is a terrible Cheryl chef. (laughs) Uh, you know, (laughs) doesn't, doesn't, uh, doesn't use enough seasoning and so on. Uh, that's Harry snowman's position. This is that they're going to be a lot of Latavius Murray. I like, I like Latavius Murray in fantasy this week. And I like Latavius Murray props in this game. So the over prop on Latavius Murray yards is, uh, is, is where I would look in this game.
2: I think if you want to do the, like bet the chiefs probably would be better to tease them then just pick against the spread. And there's, there's a couple teams that you could use to tease them with too. Like the Cowboys, big favorites against a Titans team that could be sitting all their players or most of their important players, because this week doesn't really matter to them. Uh, the 49ers are playing against the Raiders who just benched Derek Carr today. So you could probably 10 point tease with chiefs with those two. And, you can get some pretty good value for that. Talk about why you like tees so much. It's just more margin for error, like, especially with good teams. Like, the NFL is the mo- most unpredictable sport that we have, or one of them. Like, uh, uh, who could predict Jacoby Myers throwing it backwards 20 yards right to Chandler Jones to score a touchdown? Like, th- these random things just happen all the time. So like, if we have, if we have data that suggested like the chiefs, okay, maybe not as a 12 and a half point favorite, but if you get them down to like two and a half, then yeah, I would, I would much rather take my chances with that and it, two other teams covering a smaller line than just eh, 12 and a half. I'll lay it. Okay. I,
1: I need to talk about this because this doesn't happen very often. My gut instinct pick, my first pick when I looked at the, I, I, I swear, I s- swear to you because I'm just not quite all in yet on the Jaguars. I want to be, but I just, I want the full season to play out. Then we have the, the 17 games of data to look at and really analyze what Trevor Lawrence accomplished and who he is. I thought that game total looked high, right? I look at that game total. I was like, that looks high. It was 43. It's now moved to 43 and a half. And Edge is saying that by far and away, their top certainty pick is Jags Texans under. Loving Jags Texans under.
2: I mean, the Texans defense is not like, they're not good against the run at all, but they're actually pretty decent against the pass. And pass defense DVOA, they rank, um, if I could find them, 18th, which is like, I mean, it's not great, but it's not like horrific either.
1: It's fine. Listen, it's you're you're gonna give up so many fewer points if you can wall off the pass at times. Like you can't, you can Mm -hmm. never stop NFL teams from throwing against you the whole game. But if you can pick your spots and shut off the pass and force people to run, create a run funnel defensive scheme, that's gonna lead to so many fewer points against. Over the course of a season, it's just it's the right approach. Whenever I see these teams like the Titans creating a pass funnel, you just slap your forehead and you're like, "This must be a Vrabel. This must be a Matt Patricia. It's gonna be some some sort of a Belichick coaching tree, like you know, creating a a a, a, a scheme to stop the 2001 Rams." Right, that that's what I'm thinking when I see that. I'm like, this is this doesn't make sense. And so, actually, Houston's doing a lot of things right, mm-hmm. right, and they're winning some games. Like, oh, Houston won. How did that happen? Right. Oh, hey, Houston man. took you know, the the Cowboys to overtime. What?
2: And the Chiefs. Yes. Back to back weeks.
1: That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And and so, translation, they may lose. That's f- but they're they're going to drag this game into the mud. That's what Vegas is saying because it's like, oh well, you know, I can see where the total comes from. Well, Jacksonville, you know, ha, has a has a weaker defense. And I'm sure Davis Mills will, will will put up points against Jacksonville. Not so fast. It's still the Houston offense, right? It's still an immovable object against a resistible force. Right. What are you going to do?
0: And doing some line reading. Uh, most of the action so far, over 70% of the action has been on the over and yet the line has moved down a half a half a point. Just putting that out there.
1: This is what I'm talking about. The edge, man. Ed, I don't bet that much, but these are the situations where I'm like, all right, the certainty quotient, the certainty factor is much higher on this particular game than any other on the slate. This particular line in this particular game. We saw the same thing in the NBA. There's one game where it's like, okay, this is the line on the game. Okay, mm-hmm. you just take those, right? You know, and then you just, you know, watch for live alerts uh, throughout the night. That's it. What about uh, Panthers at Bucks? Because we have a team in the Panthers that is playing better than expected, better than advertised. Their head coach looks like he's earned a permanent job. And then the Bucks, on the other hand, are in a tailspin.
2: The, the line currently, last I saw, was Panthers plus three and I love that line. Personally, Tampa's only covered three points four times this year. And two of those came in the first two weeks of the season, whenever like they were healthy, uh, their offensive line just literally can't let does won't allow them to be able to move the ball downfield. Tom Brady and Mike Evans. If you saw, if you were, I don't know why you would be watching that game. Unfortunately, I was sweating out a fantasy semifinal, um, They, he, and Mike Evans just couldn't get anything going down the field because Brady just doesn't have the time to get the ball down the field. No, and it's not like the Cardinals are some world beater out there. Their roster is uh, flawed, similarly to the Lakers in the in for the NFL.
1: Right. I mean, they were they were beaten handily by the Broncos.
2: Exactly. Right. This is what we need to know. And yet the Bucks can't move couldn't move the ball against them meanwhile oh
1: hold on you know what edge likes in this game can you guess what what what, uh what what bet edge likes in this game the old edge computer system what is the supercomputer like in this game
2: under that's my guess it likes the under sounds right
1: edge is on the under The edge likes the under even at 41. I think it's going to be 39 by the time it gets to uh, Sunday. It's
2: 40 right now in a lot of places. And and the Panthers, since Sam Darnold has entered their starting lineup, they're second in EPA per play on offense. What? So, like, uh, Ben Solak on Twitter tweeted that out. Now it's like, I, it stunned me. Like, is that what? What? Yeah, it's true. That
1: is true. We could have a decision point throwback. What position did the Panthers draft in this past draft? What position do they go with? Where do they invest? Speaking of the Lions, where do they invest?
2: Left tackle.
1: Their high capital, their top 10 capital. Where'd they go?
2: Ike Aquanu.
1: It's almost like that's always the move.
2: And now right? and now this year, after you get your, friend, your cornerstone left tackle, now if you miss the playoffs, you could be in a spot to get to your quarterback this year. Or if you want to be bad next year, then you could go. Take for Drake I would go May. edge or
1: cornerback this year. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. like, that's what you. J. C. Horn two years ago was a mistake, right? That wasn't the move. He's played pretty
2: well though. He's been good when he's on the field. Slater was the move. Yes,
1: like, Slater was the pick there. That would just that's the chalk. Everyone. Or should... ju- or
2: Justin Fields was the pick there.
1: So well, I I didn't I didn't think so. Because I, I I think you wait to get your quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think you bring your quarterback in once you have other pieces in place. Yeah. So you could argue that it was too early for fields. You're going to set them up to fail just like they did in Chicago. My position is when it's time to tear it down, you tear it all the way down to the studs and you start with your left tackle. If you get lucky and a franchise left tackle makes it to you in the teens or near the the end of the top 10, the back half of the top 10, whether it be, uh, Slater or Tristan Wirfs.
2: They got a quantum at six, I believe.
1: Right. And then the best example is it, sometimes they can fall to the back half of the first round. In, like in Derrissan,
2: mm-hmm. right?
1: You go, you are watching the broadcast, like, Oh, you know, this player is the, is the key. This player is the key. A lot of times it's the left tackle. They're like, this was the, this pick, you know, from three years ago, this, this really changed everything. You look, like, yeah, it's almost never a wide receiver. Right, almost every it's almost always a Christian Derisaw, right?
0: Mm-hmm. It just so
1: happens that at the same draft spot, you know, same pick, they got Jefferson one year, Darisaw the next. That's tough to beat, right? That's almost like getting Jamar Chase and Penny Sewell, right? If you were able to do that a year ago. Uh that that's how but that's how good the Vikings have been, even you know, post uh Rick Spielman. Actually, they're 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 just continuing. I think they've 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 kept the same player personnel playbook, Peter Pipers, uh, and Rick Spielman's, uh, and and they're they're just rolling it over. Give me another pick, guys. Close us out one more great bet for the NFL this weekend.
0: I'll, I'll, I'll can can I throw can I throw just a, a name out just for the sake of throwing a player name out we we haven't talked much about Thursday night football. I, I, there's there's reason not to, because first of all, Derek Henry is probably knowing, knowing that it's a fantasy football playoffs, he's going to be ruled in, he's going to play two snaps. He's going to come out and never show up again. Um, but Hassan Haskins and enjoys chestnut are probably going to lead that backfield. Um, and I already threw in some bets in the player profiler discord earlier today which was sprinkle on Hassan Haskins anytime touchdown and Julius Chestnut anytime touchdown. The breakout finder loved Julius Chestnut. He was the only undrafted running back prospect this year that the breakout finder th- thought was any good. So you got to sprinkle. Did you put that on Twitter too? Uh, the bets, I, I did not. I put that on in Discord.
1: If you post... DM me your tweet. If you post about Julius Chestnut, you want to put a... Uh, you know, you want to put the... The screen grab from player profiler. I'll retweet that shit. I, I I'm I'm on I'm on it. Um anytime touchdown from Chestnut, baby. Give me that. Give me chestnut anytime, anywhere, touchdown. Yes. I love that bet.
0: I'm trying to break a Joey Chestnut record with some friends as a team in a few weeks, and uh, should probably get warmed up by uh breaking the plane with Julius Chestnut.
1: You're gonna you're gonna enter a hot dog eating contest.
0: Similar, but as a team, we're gonna try to beat a Joey Chestnut record.
1: How many hot dogs is that per person?
0: We're doing the gyozas, which is 384 among 10 people um, in an hour instead of 10 minutes. 34 hot dogs? 34 gyoza dumplings per person.
1: Oh, oh, they're dumplings. Wait, so Joey Chestnut does more
0: than just hot dogs? Yeah, he he, he broke the the dumpling record too. 384. So we're going to split it among 12 people. What else does he do besides hot dogs
1: and dumpling? Does he do more stuff like bananas and shit? Probably. Oh my god, this guy's what a superstar! This Joey Chestnut. I didn't know this. What a superstar! Best athlete of our generation. Incredible! Inc- wow. So you're gonna eat thirty four dumplings?
0: Yeah, probably more because I have to carry a little more for the team. But yeah.
1: So you're gonna go for 40? Yeah. 50? forty? Yeah. Fifty? Forty. Forty. We're gonna go fifty. Shrivon over under forty dumplings for for Ahan. Uh-huh.
2: Under. I'll say thirty seven. Thirty seven. He's going under. Oh, 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 he doesn't believe. I'm gonna go over.
1: I'm gonna go over five bucks. Okay. Five bucks. We're gonna go five bucks. Five dollar bet. We're betting on the juice. Of course, it's a betting show. We're going. We're going. You better come. You got I'm sending you a headset. Ahan, <laughs> uh-huh, we're gonna get your audio quality. I'm sending you a free headset, so you got to come through for me, bud. On it. Come on. 41. Let's go. 41 dumplings. Let's go. All right. So uh Shavon, give us a bet for this weekend.
2: Um, I mean, we kind of talked about all we already talked about the ones that I like. You gotta dig deep, dude. Yeah, I'll 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 dig deeper in my bag. You gotta dig deep, bro. He's gonna dig deep and, and eat 41 dumplings. I'll say, I'll say over on um Alan Lazard receptions. Little prop. Ooh, ooh, I like it. I like it boys i think i'm starting him in a fantasy championship so why why not double down
1: and that is the juice <laughs> We're live, boys. The Juice. He's like a little boom. He's like a little boom. Like a harumph.
2: You're preaching to the choir. I've been on this train for years.
1: Wait, so Joey Chestnut does more than just hot dogs? What else does he do besides hot dogs and dumplings? Does he do more stuff? Like bananas and shit? You're going to dig deep, bro. He's going to dig deep and, and eat 41 dumplings.
2: The Nets... Their net rating, net rating.
1: Their net, net, net rating. I'm thinking like a square.